and I just get, I'll get into it. And then sometimes she responds, other times she doesn't. But with the dance, it's sometimes I consciously will go, if she's in a really, really dark space, I'll be like, Mum, remember your Irish dancing? Step one, step two. And then, and then she just, she vibes it. She just, she's just like, but then she'll get into it. And then there's other times where I've just got my headphones on and I'm dancing. And I can notice the thing of like, Instead of her just talking at me and saying stuff that doesn't make is you know is, it doesn't make any sense because it's just all confusion of stuff all mixed up or trauma and all sorts of things. Welcome to the Social Fabric podcast with me, Andrea Splendori, and this week my guest is Charlie Ryder. Charlie was a guest on the podcast a few years back, but I decided to have him back on because he's always. Uh, doing something new and his, his creativity and his curiosity brings him to create new projects all the time. He is currently working on a documentary of his life experience. The song that you hear in the background is Love and, and Healing by Charlie Ryder. And you can hear the full song at the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, share and review. It's always Good to know what you think and it helps us grow the podcast. For more information and for more episodes, please visit socialfabric.ie. Thanks for listening and talk to you soon. Might as well have a recording. So anyway, sorry, Charlie, you were saying that you were talking about caring for your mother and uh, just tell me about what you were saying about the student. Yeah, so a student that was doing some was doing some kind of research and it was around end of life and shows she part of her project she was doing was about how you can support carers to support the person they're, they're helping or they're, they're supporting. And so she and she, as part of the project, she had thing where I could write to my mum and say some of the things that I wanted, some of the things that I felt I needed to say, I wanted to say, and um, and so yeah, and I found it, it was a really interesting experience. Obviously, I wouldn't be reading it to mum, but it was like being able to to, to kind of think about. What, what 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 was it that I needed to say? And so in some of that came in things like gratitude. Also, there were bits that were challenging for me in my life that I kind of felt, well, how do I deal with this? How do I write this? Particularly around religion and religious dogma and even a few swear words of saying, like, of, um, sort of purgatory and all that shit. And I don't know, a few swear words around that and then I came up with the word that came to me through that process was um dog dogma mess yeah dogma mess um but the shit okay I don't know I'm not anyway but yeah so through that process and then it, the letter finished with a kind of continuing bonds of how I want to keep in contact with mum when 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 she when she died through poetry through art through dancing um and uh, and then when I had written the, the the letter, the student then said, I wasn't going to tell you this at the beginning because I thought, I don't know how you'd respond to the invitation now is have, you having written that letter. Now is for you to write back to your, to write back as your mum responding to your letter. And 
that at first was like, whoa, how's she going to, how would she respond to the, the swearing and the, <laughs> or the, the religious dogma mess and stuff? And then when I really reflected and deeply thought about it, I was like, you know, this isn't about, um, it's about what, what I need to hear, really. And and it doesn't have to be exactly what she would have. And so in in the response was, it was very much like, you know, thank you for kind of for around, thank you for your honesty. Um, and I forgive you for some of the things that you put me through. And 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 then you know, thank you for I love the whole idea of the continuing bonds. And so I found that process really, really in terms of creates creatively really helpful. And then I went back to the letter that I wrote to mum and I rewrote it as a song. So I'm now using that as to shorten it and to bring it into to my grief into something creative, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, this is fascinating. It's what, uh, you know, in psychology, they call it a change of perspective. You know, the three chairs sometimes is an exercise of the three chairs or the two chairs, whatever in your case would be two. And and it isn't an easy way to do it, but uh, uh, it's fascinating. Obviously your mum, um, at the moment, she wouldn't have the. Uh, she's dementia, right? Uh, dementia or Alzheimer's, or or. Yeah, she's got dementia. Yeah, dementia. So some of some of that perhaps will filter through, but some of that will filter through in a different way. You were saying just before we turn on the the microphone that she remembers things from the past, the very distant past, perhaps, and harder to remember things from the. The, the near the near past so that's 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 obviously extremely tough for you caring for her but to have that uh, that conversation with yourself in in a you know very honest way uh and then to turn into a song that's uh that's some some process uh what's what's so what do you what is the song and i mean obviously it's a it's, it's a shorter version of your letter but what what is uh What's it going to be called? What is it called? What what is it all about? It's not, because with this, I'm making this documentary at the moment, and I'm bringing in a lot of dance, and I'm bringing in bits of sign into my into my dance, and so over a period of time, it was even when I went swimming in the Lido and stuff in the summer, I I have this whole whole thing around the breath, breathing, and. Um, and yeah, bringing in bits of sign. So like signing for that. So that's got to be that. So that's breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then sign language for crying. So that for me is grieving. And then that's sign for dancing and then healing. And so that's that's the chorus of the song is is breathing, grieving, dancing, healing, breathing, grieving, dancing, healing and using bits of that sign language. And then it, and then it goes into and again I, well I haven't got it written down within on here but it's kind of more about um a letter to dear mum thank you for this gift of life for being so kind for being so compassionate um and um and so nice and then there's a break and then it goes back into the chorus and then it's um for the and then it's I've done again. It's it's using again. It's using bits of of sign language that um, you know, I, I I forgive you for all the religious dogma mess that you put me through, um, and then so it's it's that, and then it goes into um, kind of that <laughs> the thing of the religious dogma mess, um, and then it finishes with um, a continuing bonds. And again, I haven't got the rhyme within on it, but basically, so it's those three things. 
And then it finishes with um, crying, screaming, shouting, um, keeling. And, and then it, the emotion of it then comes into this this sense of like wanting you know letting shouting screaming and 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 in, I think it's keening keening the keening so it's that traditional you probably heard of it that where women would get together I think some people are still reviving it now where they would keen and they would cry and and let out their 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 um their grief so 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 there so there's bits of um, sign language bits of dance and it's catch those three things in shortened ways and then having the, the chorus of that um if that's making sense yeah yeah um so let me go back a little bit because we spoke several times over the years but the first time we spoke you were you're always doing something you're always creating something which is it was fascinating um because when we first spoke you you were doing a different job um you weren't caring for your mom at the time um but you were writing uh, you had written one man show you've written several songs um now this documentary tell me a bit more about it and tell me about the sign language piece um so what is the documentary about it and uh, what is the reason for the sign language in it yeah good question so um so yeah i the, the thing that is because i we've shared and spoken a bit before about this word ubuntu i love this word ubuntu and about what it how Ubuntu is our, I am because you are. It speaks of our shared humanity. It values, I think, caring, sharing, respect, forgiving, all of the things that for me represent what what makes a good a good person. And so the idea of this um this 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 documentary is particularly because during I guess during um I've doing a movement medicine course where I was developing in in terms of emotionally around how I could use dance as a way to kind of to get through life and bring in the breath and so I've really I love the whole idea of of dance as an expressive way to 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 start to use dance as a way to express some of the things that have happened to me in my life and the sign has been when I've been even just going onto YouTube and looking through even whether it's American sign or English sign or finding words that I feel like those can express into a dance and are, are really nice ways to express yourself rather than just constantly talking. This, for me, this I've become really interested in, in ways to express myself. I also love using puppetry and um, visual art and stuff, and they're beautiful ways to express as well. But I've been really interested in how spit certain signs, you know, like, for example, that's love or and that's prison and that through that it's a really nice way for me to be able to express myself so that's where I found um and also just thought to myself do you know what would it be like if 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 I if I couldn't hear and 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 the only and a lot of the things that you just see that where where there's where there's sign language used tends to just be on the news or just within those but how would it be for someone to watch me and they're seeing bits of sign language that into the dance and then dance could be a way to express and maybe get more people to think about what how how can we then communicate so that so other people get to to to, to connect within what we're what we're what we're seeing it, um, it's it's interesting because yeah. um me uh being a obviously English not being my first language uh, when I first moved to Ireland, 
a lot of my my way of expressing myself was through it wasn't quite sign language, but it was close enough because I couldn't speak English, so I had to make do with what I had, and uh, and a lot of it was signing, if I want a better word. So, and I always thought, and perhaps that's where you're going from. I always thought, without words, you really are who you are. There's no hiding. You have to be who you are. There's no, there's nothing you can do. You just have to express yourself the best you can. And and I always thought that was a great way for me to to make friends, to get to know people, to and for people to get to know me. So those friendships are still there at thirty odd years on. Um, so perhaps that expression, of, you know, we can we can say a lot. We can say nothing with words. You know, we can twist the words really easily. Uh, but what you're saying there, like the combination of less words, more action, more dance, more sign, it would give perhaps that that sincerity, that honesty, that integrity, that perhaps is what you're looking for. Am I on the right track? Oh, completely, completely. That sense of connection, it's, it's lovely to hear that, that with your experience and stuff as well, because again, when I, when I think globally and think about how different dances and things are within places just how much you can express yourself through through dance, through through sign language and um and through heart through our hands through without just the thing of just just talking 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 and how ri- i think there's a richness to it as well like you know a richness to even somebody giving you a smile or someone giving taking within a day that you can say so much just from just looking at someone and giving them a smile in, and you don't need to say lots of words within those moments and so and and also I was saying to someone to, to, I was saying to someone the other day that um imagine like if there was someone in here right now and someone was just talking at you but there was someone else that was expressing themselves through dance which person would you be drawn towards interested to hear to to connect with and she said the dance I told this to somebody else and he said well, it would be rude not to not to be to be the person that was talking. So he said, "I tried to do both, but I would be talking." And he missed the point of what I was trying to make was the the fact that we we can we're drawn towards when people do when they dance or when they uh, when they when they sign or different things. So, yeah, I, it, 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 there is for me. There's there's something really about connecting with people in a way beyond just words. Yeah. And uh, so tell me about the documentary. What What is it about and how is it coming about and when you, you're thinking of releasing it? So uh, quite a few of the songs, you've heard a few of the songs and stuff that I've recorded kind of during lockdown. So there's going to be a few more songs and there's there's like there's um, so then it's, it's, it's basically it's a lot of my lived, ex- probably to say lived experiences of things and then revisiting some things. And so it, it it starts off again because I wanted to introduce this thing around dance. Is um, a, a dancer called Anna Halperin said the the birds dance, the clouds dance, everything is in motion, um, everyday movement is dance, and it's only um, dance is the breath made visible, and so it's only stops that the that the dance stops, and I love that. And so that's my intro, but with a few like again we come back to side. It's like. This, that's the thing for the birds dancing <laughs> and then there's the thing of the clouds dancing and then the everyday ob- so there's there's things that visually so that's it starts off with that and then it goes into explaining what ubuntu is an example of ubuntu 
It was a letter that I got from the Holocaust survivor that I used within my play. Well, I've now come back to that and I'm kind of, I've got a painting, but I've also going to dance into that letter because I feel like that connection with this Holocaust survivor that wrote to me in prison, dancing into the letter to express the emotion, to express the, the thing of everything else. Um, and then and then is this things like my lived experience of prison. I've done a puppetry video and I'm going to, I've decided with my puppetry stuff where I've got a few recordings of videos now to, 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 get, to record myself dancing next to that. So it cuts into two. So you've got video on one side with the puppetry and then me singing on, on and dancing. And so, so it's lived experience. Lived experiences of growing up with an alcoholic father and forgiving him. Lived experience of being an unpaid carer. A letter to dementia that's, that, again, is going to be music and dancing. The letters to and fro with my mum. Um, I'm writing a, a song at the moment that's called Nomophobia. <laughs> it's about mobile phone addiction. Um, and I've written a song called Happy about climate change. And, and yeah, and so it's kind of like taking taking people through my lived experiences, but also a um, few bits of collaborations. Um, and I've written a friend who you're going to, hopefully you'll be in, you're in connection with, that I'll introduce you to, and who's amazing, called Tanya, who, um, who I've written a song for her that that's um, that I was been so moved by some of the things that she shared with me and she's such an amazing person and a wonderful singer that I've yeah I've written a song and we're going to collaborate in in terms of her sharing some of her experience wonderful yeah Tanya thanks for putting me in touch with her she she'll come here in a couple of weeks uh we have a, an appointment for the end of the month but um nomophobia what was that one about tell me more about so I discovered this word because I because I had this real thing about mobile phone addiction and how in terms of Ubuntu, like almost the opposite to me of Ubuntu is people's um, addiction to mo and it's become just rife. You just see it all the time. People can't be without their phones. And so, yeah, so this thing was like, I wrote, nomophobia is an actual thing of people's, um, their pain or their, their suffering from not being on their anguish thing around not being on their phones. So it's an actual thing called nomophobia. And so when I was writing and thinking about this, I was thinking, wouldn't it be interesting to write this song that's about uh, having a relationship with the phone and then reaching a certain point and say, I'm sorry, but this, this relationships, I'm finished with this. This is, I can't, I just can't deal with this anymore. It's, um, it's too much. So, but not in that way, because I've made it a bit more expressive, but uh, and then going on to some well-being. Then from that, you know, as part of the song, I've used create these kind of animal characters, like a lion that's releasing the shame, and like the bear that's shaking out trauma, and the the monkey that's doing a bit of laughter yoga, he he he, and then a bird flying. So it's kind of like I'm not I'm I'm giving all people these options of well-being how you can actually deal with some of the things that maybe your reasons why you're so stuck and addicted to your phone of being uncomfortable. Again, this is just my thoughts or ideas, but thinking about why are people so, why do they, instead of having moments of just being, why do they have to constantly be on their phone? So, so nomophobia is an actual thing. I didn't, I didn't make the word up. Um, otherwise, I'd copyright it and claim it as a song <laughs> for within there. So, 
Yeah, that, that's that's interesting. I'm in um, I'm in Galicia at the moment, and I'll be here for a few weeks. I decided to spend a few weeks here, but uh, uh, and I was in a shop the other day, and there was um, a toilet roll holder. Right, not a very exciting thing, but on top of yeah. that, there is a flat wooden piece with a, an image of a, a mobile phone, and I thought that's the end of civilization um, because we really, if we can't go to the loo without it. Uh, it must be the end of civilization. We must be. We must be given into AI. I think. I think AI belongs to to us. You know. I think we need to give up. If that's if we can't go for a crap without it, then there's a problem. So I'm delighted to hear nomophobia is a thing. But you said something really interesting, and um, which I I'm, I'm constantly looking around and see what how the world behaves. But but, but your idea of. Uh, the different animals and different well-being options. It's more really looking at the why, as opposed to you know the how. Why can't you stay away from it? What is missing? Is that is that the idea, right? What is missing that you can't oh, yeah. put your phone down? Yeah, it's for me. It's that thing of um, part of life is being uncomfortable. Part of life is is that we are going to feel we feel pain or we feel we have to have moments of that. It's kind of it's why. It's why I'm, excuse me, it's why I'm really drawn towards mindfulness as a way of using the breath, using things to just accept the acceptance of that we are going to have moments of where we're uncomfortable. It's just part of life. But it feels that people are, again, I might be wrong, but whether, and even maybe within myself, it's that constant, constant need of um, wanting to feel that, that void rather than just being with, being with yourself and being, um, and then also the thing of being, in connection with other people it's like i i can't i can't get my head around the thing of going to a concert and seeing it through a phone or having to film when you've the, the reason you're there live is for that live experience or going for a meal with someone and spending all that time in front of a text and within a phone of it's um it's it's and it's just so rife and it's really um yeah, it's taking, it's sapping away people's, your your time in life. We're only here for a short period of time. Why would you want to spend so much of it in front of a device? Yeah. And the emotions, I know that's a very big thing for you. And in terms of how you've been dealing with your own emotions in, in different, you know, different things uh, over, you know, like, like the rest of us, life throws different things at you. Um, and you've always kind of seemed to find a creative way around it, you know, be it through songs, to documentaries, to one-man shows. Um, and when we started just earlier on, just before I put on the microphone, we were talking about grieving. You know, grief has been a big thing for you, right? Tell me a bit more about the grief. And and just to go back to that, instead of picking up your smartphone and deciding to look at, I don't know, whatever, TikTok to relieve your grief what what do you do and how you know how do you how does that transform into creativity how does creativity help you really so they're really good questions in terms of in terms of the grief i think the 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 journey within to grief would be when mum had a diagnosis that she had dementia and then it was like the loss of her not being able when she was assessed. I mean, my sister had told me that she couldn't tell what a time was. And so so since then, it's gradually seeing mum lose her ability to do things, you know, picking up 
picking up a clock and speaking to the clock thinking you know that's a phone and those moments are really sad because you just see the person that you love the person that's brought me into this world that cared for me see her demise and um and so in terms of how I how I deal with that and how I process the grief I think creatively doing the writing has helped that I think that finding that avenue in terms of whether it's this dementia poem that I wrote a, letter, a poem that was a letter to dementia and then a moment within the poem I've got this these words that like now I'm, I'm singing into the poem which is you know, what day is it what time is it where's your father where's your mother where's your brother where's your sister and that becomes a dance that then gets built up and up and up and is a release for me to go these are the things that I'm really hearing and so creatively in writing is one way for me to deal with that I think another way is dance it's like when I'm dancing and I'm moving my body um I come out of that place of I'm being stuck and there's something really cathartic something really healing um breath work has been I've done a few kind of online sessions with of breathe breath work um and that's been good movement medicine I did a movement medicine course online and I love them the dancing within that and how healthy it was and how it helped my body and helped my well-being um to yeah to connect in a really good teacher remind us that we're a dancer you're a dancer and connecting us into the, the nature connecting us into the trees connecting us to the sun to the dancing to the floor to paint shapes to use your imagination and yeah there's there's, there's a joy and there's a magic for me and an escape an escape and a thing by just dancing and sometimes that can be fun because I could be dancing and mum will come in and she'll just automatically jump into her Irish dancing she'll be like step one step two step one step two it's almost like it's programmed in you see it's 90 year old oh don't do it too much though because I don't want you to fall because he's had falls so um so yeah that's that where that for me I think I think the other movement there's something really and then sometimes as well even watching watching other dance forms i watched a really lovely um i think it was a spanish documentary someone who she she goes all around the world with um with with her her dancing and i loved how she moved i loved how she moved her feet and i was like wow that's mm, there's something for me to think about when i'm getting into the character of my mom or if i'm even doing certain other dances I don't it's not stealing it's not stealing the dance it's more like I just love watching different dances so I'm then like okay I'll bring that in because I'm not stuck into something whereby I think well I have to dance a certain type of way I love watching other different dances so yeah dance has been has been a really important thing for me there's one thing about dance uh, that I always find fascinating you know uh, it's, it's a bit like singing. You say to somebody, "Can you sing?" And most people say no, right? And uh, you know, would you? Are you a dancer? Most people say no. Now, I don't think I've seen you dancing, but I, in my head, when you're talking about dancing, I'm just thinking movement. And I, you know, whether you're as good as the Spanish dancer you're watching or or Nureyev, I'm not sure. But I don't think it makes a difference. And I love the image of uh, your mom coming in and doing their step one, step two. So it is. Just just as from a practical point of view, because I love to think that somebody listening to this would go, okay, I get the writing, I get, uh, you know, but from a practical point of view, and you mentioned catharsis, you know, mentioned that moment of, okay, I've, you know, the day is not particularly good today, this you know, moment's not feeling great, 
you know, she's picked up the clock a few times today or whatever it may be, you know, some days are better than other. How do you achieve? How does the, do you introduce the dance? Is it is it do you have a routine or do you just go with the flow and it, does it help in certain moment? How 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 practical? What's what's a practical thing to do if somebody listens and go, okay, I, I might try this. It depends with the situation with mum. I know that she she does have that dance thing within her. Maybe not everybody has that. So they there might be that someone responds to a song or they. I've even done bits of laughter yoga with mum to bring her out of when she's constantly in this evangelical song that she sings over and over and over and over again. I sometimes would just be like, oh, 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 everybody singing the laughing song. Oh, 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 and I just get, I'll get into it. And then sometimes she responds, other times she doesn't. But with the dance, it's sometimes I consciously will go, if she's in a really, really dark space, I'll be like, mum, remember your Irish dancing? Step one, step two, and then... And then she just, she vibes, she just, she's just like, but then she'll get into it. And then there's other times where I've just got my headphones on and I'm dancing. And I can notice the thing of like, instead of her just talking at me and saying stuff that doesn't make, is, you know, is, it doesn't make any sense because it's just all confusion of stuff, all mixed up or trauma and all sorts of things. She just sometimes would just give a little smile and she would just do a little, go into the little, the little dance thing. And so I think, and, and, I, I don't I don't see this I don't see the thing of the good dance bad dance I don't watch any strict I don't watch any of those things because I just feel like dancing is about just moving your body and it's about letting go of any of the negative negative things that might have been said to you or you may have said to yourself so you might have had someone say to you oh that's rubbish you can't dance or that's embarrassing it's like Part of the re- the thing for me around breath work, around mindfulness, around that practice of bringing yourself into finding ways to let go of those negative, like that poem by Murray Lachlan Young, Negative Thoughts, in which he says, um, rem- the un- thoughts uncool and remind, uncool and old hat is part of what the, the line that he uses. It's such a beautiful poem. But I think having, and again, I, I think the breath, I think the breath can be really helpful. Slowing your breath down, taking a breath in, slowing it. You can use the breath, like breathing in for seven, breathing out for four. Um, and that could be a sigh when you're letting when you're letting go. But using the breath can be a really effective way to move your body. And 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 even if you have a problem with the word dance because of negative connotations of things, think of it as movement. And maybe just starting with even with a few movements or shaking your body can be a really powerful way to to let off and sight in and letting go and ah oh, you know let just ah oh, just letting letting go and just doing a bit of shaking can be can be and it's just taking care of your body so not doing too much or not thinking that again letting go of the stuff that's on television or what dances that that's dance is really just it's about it's movement if you're moving your body you're dancing that's how I kind of view it anyway and I think breath work breath can be really helpful for you in that time of supporting you through that and um yeah and, and giving it a go you know what's what's the worst that can happen by you just putting some music on and just allowing yourself to to move um and experience some joy and try to do you know if you're in the mode of it laugh with it you know there's a lovely practice of of laughter yoga where you put your favorite song on and laugh just <laughs> 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 and you know and you'll feel so much better for it for the day and it's particularly if you're caring for someone 
they will they try different things but I think people love joy as a care as a carer for my mum I noticed the difference between people that come and bring joy with mum and others that don't mm-hmm. there is people they people with dementia I feel respond well, I can't speak for everyone with dementia but I can speak for my mum she does respond to joy she responds to dancing and yeah and it's uh, and it's a beautiful thought of again go back to the, the sign language you were talking about earlier uh, or the smile or the little things that we can do all of us can do um, and as you say try it right it makes you feel better to move around a little bit to the sound of something your mom may or may not respond however for you for your own care as a carer uh, because uh, that's actually something I'd like to know a little bit about it's. Um, how, in terms of all the jobs you've done, I mean, how is that? How's the caring? I know it's your mother, and I know it's different, but as a job, it's uh, what's it like? What's it like? You know, it's a really good question because even the fact you're asking is a really good question because most lots of people don't even consider it a job. That's it's, it's just generally, you know, I've been speaking with some people. Oh, when what are you doing at the moment? What's your job? Or when are you going to get another job? Or and so even for it to be seen and valued as and particularly i guess as a male uh, there aren't so many male i notice i notice there aren't so many male unpaid carers um and i do i feel a sense of anger that this isn't paid properly as 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 it should be as a job it should this is what i'm doing is a job and so it should be that the government paid mum spent 25 years working as a psychiatric nurse so she's given so much so she deserves the care that and i'm saving and me and the other unpaid carers we're saving thousands for the government because you know the amount of money that they that we do get for this is like i don't know 60 pounds a week or something like that that's works out you know probably about two pound an hour it's just ridiculous it's un, it's so unfair and it's um yeah it's it's outrageous so it's it's I remember for me it's the important thing of remembering that mum brought me into this world and she would have experienced things like now I'm experienced where she's keeping me up all night and where she's you know the things like she's crying and um there's there's those things that and sometimes though there's just moments where it's I think quite amusing so in a couple of weeks ago it's 1 30 in the morning she's come she's called she's come in she's she goes into it and she's making a lot of noise she's really like oh i'm gonna call the police and all this sort of stuff and um and i'm worried about because the neighbors that they because they, they their room is just above us in, in our house and i was like oh mum, the neighbors please please and she thought i said the word ghost right? <laughs> which i hadn't said the word ghost but she laughed for about five, she laughed for about five minutes. And in the end, of just like acceptance. And I just laughed. I was just like, Charlie, just forget, don't worry about the name. They, you know, like, just laugh with it because I need to laugh. So I laughed with it. And so those moments to me are really, are really special. Just like where I can just laugh and have moments of there. Because the other thing at times is I feel with mum, I feel like she's become a ghost. It's like I don't. Who is this person and stuff she's saying? And there's a ghost coming in and out, and that's really sad. So, as a job, it's kind of like um, I'm seeing as part of this job is my way of dealing with this is to be creative. So I have a space now where I can do some writing. I can take the anger that I feel, the pain I feel, and I can creatively deal with. It. I can bring it into a dance. I can choreograph a dance. I can create some of the start to think of music. So when I'm stepping back into the studio or 
So yeah, creativity. I see creative. So I see this almost as being like, well, I guess you could see it as being that lived experience is research, or it's 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 something I'm using the time as well as being a carer. I'm being as an artist. It's something that I'm bringing into a seeing as part of what my job is, so I can then share it eventually with other people to kind of raise awareness. And I'm hoping particularly with some of this work that I'm doing around this grief and around even the dementia, that for those that don't understand, and even for those that may be a carers, but also don't sometimes because some people understand and get it. And then there are others who may also be carers, but don't understand the importance of compassion, kindness, and it's an illness. It's, it's an illness. It's um, And I can imagine that for some people that frustration can boil over and they can start arguing or I don't know like, I'm just thinking but anyway yeah that that's kind of how I see it that yeah you sense. mentioned yeah it does yeah and you mentioned compassion and kindness which is kind of underwrites pretty much a lot of the stuff you've been doing right that compassion and kindness the search for compassion and kindness I guess you know the Ubuntu um yeah and uh and what I what I'm, when I'm listening to you I'm, I'm just thinking it's uh the way you're describing the, the, the various events, you know, and, and again, there's some funny ones you picked, the funny ones, you, there's some not so funny ones. And however, it's, it's the reality, right, of what this disease is, which is, it's just un, very unkind. It's a very unkind disease, you know, uh, we don't wish it on anybody. Unfortunately, it's, it seemed to be rife in somehow, but even just the way you're describing it, I mean, the description itself, and I'm sure some of your writing does that, the description itself of, of the events, you know, like a, like the, this di the diary of a carer. I don't know if there's, there's something there. Uh, you're probably doing it. If you're not, maybe you should. <laughs> because it is, like, I have no idea. I have no idea. I've seen movies. I've heard stories. But, you know, it, that, that alone, I think it's... Uh, it serves two purposes, right? Your creativity and and uh, description of what can be in your situation, as you said a few times. That's your story. That's your mom's story. It's nobody else's, and I'm sure it comes in different guise. But uh, that alone, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to do. And I'm sure it's not easy to write down things and to think of things and to write the song based on that event. It wasn't particularly pleasant, but it is cathartic right well it definitely is it helps me to be able to i think it's kind of something like with poetry or with writing and again i'm finding through the dance that it add the dance adds something so if it's the emotion of what it is like if i'm like i'm dancing kind of I'm dancing backwards or my arms are moving backwards there's a there's a there's a something for me then about um a way for me to process this this um constant need of attention what day is it what time is it where's your father where's your mother where's your brother where's your sister where's granny these things just the constant need of attention that's like 24 7 is um is is hard it's really painful and and it's um and so to find a way that instead of that pain then going towards other people or my mom or any of that it's um the writing and the processing is, is so helpful for me to be able to to release it and let go of it and then 
find a place for me then to use that that I can then look towards um expressing it because I feel sometimes as well with art art helps for me anyway has been a way to sometimes to articulate things that can't just be said within just words or just telling of the story because <laughs> creative way to bring it to bring it out so let's assume uh, um somebody hears this podcast and says all right i have a few hundred grand to give this fella charlie to to create something really impressive about um about what? What would you create? You know, I'll, somebody let, send you a couple hundred grand to put together something. What would you create? What would be the thing you would do first? Oh, straight away, I'd be using it for this film. I'd be like getting, uh, you know, I'd be musically, I would be bringing, if you're talking about that as much as that, I'd be like, okay, we're going to have an orchestra in on this because strings and various different things. So I probably would use quite a lot of it to, um, to bring on board what I want visually to, to um, yeah, to, and particularly I love the whole idea of, of of working with an orchestra, and so that would probably be my first thing, and then yeah, then it's like I'd have the freedom of locations and freedom of various different things. But then don't get me wrong, it's kind of quite exciting to, you know, with some bits of this is going to be filmed with smartphones, and I'll find a way to get it done to get it filmed. And it will be. I'm no. I know. I. I'm getting. But I know this isn't an arrogant thing. I just think it's important as a filmmaker, and as even to say that I'm a filmmaker when I've only had screens at the Docks Ireland Festival, and I haven't broken it into festivals of different things. Just in terms of creativity and art and stuff, that I'm getting my my creativity is just expanding. It's getting better, and as a filmmaker, it's. Um, I feel I'm getting getting stronger, and my lived experience. I'm bringing that on, so, so yeah, I'd be using quite a bit of that money for um, uh, yeah, for for that. Maybe take a holiday as well, because I'm on a holiday for a while. But, um, <laughs> maybe go to a few countries. <laughs> but but uh, it, okay, so the film is going to be made regardless of the two hundred grand or not. You know, it's going to happen. It's going to come out. Yeah, yeah. Soon, soon. What would you know? Let's picture the the film festival. In in West Cork, right? There's a film festival in West Cork every every May. So you'll be showing at the next May film festival. Let's assume that's going to happen. What would you like the audience to come out with? Out of the you know coming out of the movie, red carpet interview to the audience. What would they like? What would you like them to say about the movie? That's, you know, I'd love to. It, it it gave them some ideas and ways of actually being, and it got them really kind of thinking about things so that it gave them a better understanding of what it is to be an unpaid carer maybe it challenged their perceptions of people in prison the language that's being used words that i in in my in my film that i challenged words such as ex-offender and um and for those maybe who are affected by someone's alcoholism that they could they could see that um that the power also just bringing in the conversation that they yeah we've got got to think more about forgiveness because forgiveness is quite a big is a big part within my within my film and and grief and they felt actually let's it, it opened up the conversation afterwards they went away and said well you know let's let's talk about grief let's talk what with oh the idea that's an interesting idea writing to writing to a member of my family as and as in 
um, as in they don't have to read it, and that that could be at any point within life. And then the idea then of them responding, but I'm doing it on my own terms. It's safe. I mean, so it's and so even the thing of no. So there's lots of things within this probably within this that I just would hope it would open up some conversations to get people to think about those things and. Even the idea of bringing in nomophobia for people to go, oh, nomophobia, that's really interesting. Um, you know, because some of these things are widespread in terms of more and more people are being affected by dementia. Um, nomophobia is a thing. Um, so, yeah, so I'd really hope that you actually just get people talking and thinking and and then maybe inspiring them to actually go away and make things, be creative themselves, and be to write poetry themselves, to draw, paint, um, find dance you know i i i would love and again this is just the thing i would love things like these things like dance and breath work and stuff like that to be brought in to things events not just like it's a separate thing it's like oh we're having a meeting today let's do a bit of breath work before we get into that maybe a bit of movement a bit of dance oh we're, we're teaching we're doing this lesson in the school um, I remember somebody telling me that they they knew they knew of a teacher who he did his whole class that I think it was I don't know if it was not related to dance, but he danced. He danced, that was his lesson. He gave his teeth lesson through dance. So I just would love bits of dance to be brought into things. Like I think within schools, schools could be so much more interesting if you brought bits of that some of these things in. So yeah, I don't know. There's probably a lot I've said there that I want people to respond with. Fair enough. Fair enough. So anyway, opening up the conversation, that's the main thing. And I guess I, I'd have to ask you, you just mentioned the challenging the sex offender words. Tell me a bit more about that. I'll have to yeah. I'll have to ask you that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's one of my bear bugs that in terms of just that. And I did an article around it around and I got other people to contribute towards it to say, you know, this the word ex-offender. It's like it's like for me, it's like, well, you're you're the worst thing you've ever done. And it's a negative term and yet it's widely kind of used almost like it's just defining people. And, um, and so the, uh, so now there is kind of like, there, there's more of an awareness of people saying people, people in prison, or, or they could even be artists. It's focusing on people's qualities and abilities rather than, and, and again, I used it in a context around that when I was applying for jobs, people in their perceptions were ex offender. And when you listen to apologies, I got to run. I I thought you said a sex offender. No, it was ex offender. Like, I, I apologize. <laughs> no, That's right. There'll be people listening. There'll be people listening right. thinking, oh my God. Like, just to, just to be clear, I, I'm not a sex offender. I was sent to prison <laughs> for protesting against racism and yeah, fascism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. um, so ex <laughs> offender. <laughs> yeah, it's at least this isn't on the BBC or something right now. Otherwise, I'll be <laughs> on social media. There'll be all this kind of outcry and stuff. So, but yeah, but it's that. It, so it's it's the negativity around it. So it's a negativity that I feel it led towards when I've been applying for jobs, and it's, um, and it's the so often so many of the stories I feel in the media are negative about people that have been to prison. There's very, and there very feels like very few of where people that have the lived experience are the ones that are telling telling our stories of how we want it to be heard. And um, yeah, so I just feel it's it's really neg it's a negative term. Yeah. And I, I read this beautiful book by um, Rutger, I, forget, I always forget his second name, but he's a, he's a, a Dutch uh, philosopher. And this book is called Humankind. Great book. 
right. it's a young yeah. young philosopher. But one of the things he's talking about is uh, well, he starts the book basically saying ninety nine percent of us are good. Yeah, pretty much all of us are good people. That just yeah. sometimes we don't do the right things, but. Um, and one of the things he talks about in the book, he refers to the the prison in Norway, I think it is in Norway, where the prison is open, is on an island, and and, uh, and uh, convicted people can go into onto the main island, do the shopping, do the etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, and and it's proving that uh, you know that that system works better than the the, the system. And he talks about America, where it's privatized and. The more people you put in, the yeah. more money you make, and um, so that's yeah, yeah. that's a whole um, that's a that's a whole different conversation. But I, I get your point of ex offender. Let's be clear, ex offender or ex convict or all of those words that really put a, a stamp on yeah. you. While you were you were sent in for some reasons, they were protesting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. However, you were sent in to be redeemed, to be reformed, right? And in, in theory, once you're out, you're reformed and there should be no more no more issues. Um but um but um that's not the case because you come out, you still have a stamp that says you were once an offender. So on your CV it doesn't look great. Yeah, no, I get I get it, I get it. Um yeah. It's uh it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one. Um and you get in um did you get when you did the article? Did you get a good, um, a good support for it from other people? Yeah, the response was just as interesting as the article because there were some people on there, people who were like saying, you know, yeah, I agree with this, and and then there were others that were saying, look, you know, we we we've done, we 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 should still be called ex-offenders. We've done something wrong. We should be carrying that because of what we've done and there was a pushback there were people that were on that people that want to be defined as being called ex-offenders and i was fascinated by that i thought well you know people are people have different different views and things on it um but it's um but there's been there is sort of a, a bit of a change in terms with some organizations that they'll say people with convictions mm. so with the word conviction you could say it could be positive because that there's a either conviction to want to change things or, um, but yeah, it was it was fascinating for me. I could I you can I'll 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 email you over the the link to Please the article do, yeah. and then you can read the responses and stuff because you'll find they're just as in, they're as interesting as the writing of that the writing of the piece because I got a few people to contribute. I even had someone at the end and she contributed about the word offender and she said, look. Who are they? Who are who are they offending? When the majority of people in there are addicts or are homeless or margin the most marginalised people, um, which again I mm. thought that added towards the, the. I like getting the discussion and going because I think it's, I think it's good to, yeah, it's good to discuss things and good to challenge things when, when it mm. comes to things like that. Absolutely. Well, look, Charlie, sounds like uh, you're not going to stop um, stirring things, which is great. And that's the way it should be. So I look forward to the West Cork, West Cork Film Festival. What's the name of the documentary anyway? What's it going to be called? Or do you have a working title? Finding. Yeah, yeah. Finding Ubuntu. Finding Ubuntu. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's great. And uh, so the film festival, 
perhaps without the 200 grand, perhaps just filmed on a smartphone. Who knows? Either way, it's going to be wonderful. And uh, and thanks a million again We're for probably sharing. Gonna take, it might take probably take a couple of years to make, but that's, that's just right. how it is. You know, sometimes these things kind of take time. And um, yeah, no, no. So yeah, but it's been lovely, lovely connecting. And I've been enjoying the, the you know, the, the, the still still the work that you're doing and is you know wonderful you know kind of the live events and things that you keep doing and um yeah are you doing another fundraiser this year uh i don't know of a fundraiser uh we are hoping to have the, this particular show going around the country now we're just talking to a couple of companies um the, the fundraiser for the mobility and the disability that i'm hoping that would be going around the country but i'm still waiting for some answers other than that, uh, be back in the Whale Theatre with some new things in the in the autumn. Nothing's that really happened for me in the summer and the theatre, but in the autumn there'll be a couple of new things happening, and I have some ideas that uh, uh, I want to bring to the theatre. They could be very controversial, but that's uh, that's my plan to to make it quite controversial and stir up a conversation, as we did for the disability one, which was it was a wonderful against all odds was a wonderful event and. Uh, I uh, got some really good, yeah. interesting conversation going. So again, I mean, for uh, for um, the same with things like the nonviolent communication of Marshall Rosenberg, you know, if we can just talk about and name things and talk about our emotions, you know, we all have the same needs. Sometimes it's just a case of naming those needs and uh, and talking to people. We don't have to agree with each other all the time, but we can definitely control our behavior. You know how we react to things. So. I'm hoping that's uh, that's what we keep doing and just um, giving people the the one hour to just talk about themselves and what they're doing as we just did with you and uh, yeah and look forward to see more of it. So send me a couple of your new songs as well. I'll play them on the on the podcast and on the show as well on the music show. So send me any of the music you have created in the last while, and they will play it on. Yeah, well, the the, the new. The ones that I'm, the three that are, the one that's the Dear Dementia, uh, Dear Dementia Crawl and the Grief one and the, the Nomophobia one, I'm still to record those. So I've I've got them written down and stuff, but it's getting back into the studio again. And then, yeah. So yeah, once 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 they're recorded, then yeah, I'll be happy, happy to share them and stuff with you. And, um, Please, yeah, yeah, and keep it. I'll keep keep you updated about how things uh, go. I'll, I'll quickly show show you one two things as well. So sure, yeah. this was um, so this is a a a, a, a mask that I'm going to use. Mm -hmm. It's um from an artist that was in I think she's in Spain. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, I bought this online, and I'm going to use that when I'm performing as my mum and dancing into um to express. Yeah, some of the things that I'm going to be expressing with my mum. It looks like it's made out of uh, autumn leaves of some sort, right? Kind of autumn leaves look. Yes, it's yeah, it's got that look, but it's it's actually yeah. leather. But yeah, yeah, it's, beautiful, um, yeah, beautiful. Yeah, it's got yeah. that look. Yeah, so, so that's going to that with then with uh with one of mum's headscarves, um, and then doing a bit of Irish dancing and stuff. Again, that's kind of a response to within some of the words, and then. On this was um a thing that I've got that I'm gonna have on an umbrella and the umbrella's gonna be going round and round. So it's gonna go, that's gonna be one of the things. And this cause this is then this is part of a song that's about dementia. Um, but it's also uh, yeah, so that's gonna be one of them. And then 
And then there's another one. <laughs> Very good. So, so they're hearts, uh, hearts people. A heart people. People yeah. with a heart with a body. Yeah. Okay, brilliant. Yeah, so hearts dancing. So they're, they're to be representations, I think, of mums. It's an umbrella that's going to be going going around. So I'm using bits of bits of visual art into ways that otherwise, instead of just putting it onto a screen, if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, yeah bringing brilliant. dance into art, visual artwork. So yeah, but yeah, yeah I will. I, I, once I've got some things recorded and stuff, I'll send them on to you and stuff. So yeah. But, yeah, it's been amazing. It's always lovely chatting to you, and I think the work yeah. you're doing is amazing. And is you're doing what you're doing is Ubuntu for definite. You know, I think <laughs> you just got such a big heart. You're such a good listener, and you're a really genuine, kind person. And I think people really warm to you because of that. And I think you know your stuff you're doing in fundraising and your awareness and wanting to change things to bring people together, and your humour. There's always there's always jokes guaranteed with you. <laughs> when you, oh, yeah. <laughs> when you, whenever like, whenever there's something in there, there's always this the banter, and I think, I think that gives other people permission and to be, to be, to bring their banter because, like, you know, not everyone, yeah, I don't know, but anyway, I just think, that, and I'd love one day to come to one of your things down in the, yeah. at the theatre, that yeah. Wales Theatre. Whenever you can come and let me know, you'll be my, be- you'll be my guest. I'll be delighted to have you there. But uh, I'm going to call it off now because I have to go back to my smartphone now and uh, make sure that I haven't left it for too long. <laughs> nomophobia has kicked in. <laughs> I have to go and check my... nomophobia. I have to go and check my TikTok. Listen, <laughs> as Brilliant. always... I love the fact you're finishing on a joke. <laughs> nice Listen, that's been wonderful. And take care to yourself and your mom and talk to you, you soon, too. right? Cheers, Charlie. Take care. Bye now. Got sick and thinking, running through my brain, dropping me.